Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Passano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Wednesday night segment of The Outer Realm. We are broadcasting live on the United Public Radio Network, UFO, Paranormal Radio Network, and 105.3 FM from New Orleans. We are fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee, who have been a part of our journey since day one. So we're very grateful and appreciative for you. Thank you, Folgers. Also very appreciative and grateful for our other sponsor, Dr. Snick, a.k.a. Justin Snick of the Sonic Surgeon, who is responsible for our intro and our outro. Check him out. He's an award-winning composer of Halloween horror, sci-fi, and dark wave electronic music. This is the season for Dr. Snick, so check him out. Also, big thank you, Steve McGinnis, who is responsible for our amazing artwork. So thank you, thank you. Now, tonight, we're going to have another Q&A, <clears throat> and it's spooky month. So, you know, we definitely want to be uh, getting into some fun stuff, gearing up for the season. Uh, so we're, we're just going to all, you know, hang out and do what we do best, which is have discussions, share ideas, answer questions, because I've had some questions sent over, so I want to address them. It's just so much easier for me to do it here. Um, than it is for me to try to get through emails and such. So we are already chiming in. So guys, to get in any of our eight chat rooms, I guess you need to know where they are. Of course, we have our regular chats, which is the Outer Realm on YouTube, UFO Paranormal Radio on YouTube, UFO Gods and Extraterrestrials on YouTube. Then we just pop over to Facebook, News on the Flip Side, Canada's Most Haunted, UFO Paranormal Radio Network and United Public Radio Network, Joe Montella, UFO Undercover, and of course, the Outer Realms. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, people are chiming in. Oh, hey, Wes, Ken, Samantha, Tamara, Tyler, Wayne, yeah. Rosalind. Holy crud. Blowing Donna. kisses here. Yeah. There we go. There we go. <clears throat> so, Bubbles, how's it going? Uh, other than the sore throat, good. How are you? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I'm coughing up a fur ball because I had like latte earlier. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. That's great. Michelle's lactose intolerant. <laughs> I think maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she pretty much gives away when she's eating pizza or is had a frappuccino. <laughs> I just refuse <laughs> to give it up. And there's no way. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Life's little friggin' pleasures, man. I'm not giving them up that easy. No, I that know. Pizza and lattes. Oh, I can't right give up pizza. Good Lord. <clears throat> I know, but that's okay. That's the way it goes, you know. Yeah. So, um, hello, Tamara. <laughs> I, so there's this thing we posted up on the CMH pages, which essentially is about a mom in Texas who was going after, well, maybe people have to just tell like the pizza places that 
because I don't know if, it's, if they've got it or not. You can um, buy lactose free cheese. I it actually have so gross. I sell it in my stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. You're better off just eating a little bit of the real stuff. But anyway, exactly. stuff before it's worth it. Yeah. Um, a, a mom in Texas had watched um, the new. Oh, heck, what is it? I'm thinking bubbles. You have half my brain. Uh, the new Hocus Pocus two. And she basically is making headlines um, <laughs> as she's saying, you know, she's a person of faith and I respect that. And she feels that watching this because they're trying to, you know, conjure up things to sacrifice babies and blood and stuff like this. And it's just like, oh, boy. Um but this is actually making the headlines. Of course it is. <laughs> so people, yeah, people have been chiming in um, to each his own, I say. Um, I don't Thank necessarily you, think that, you know, watching a movie of that sort, because that's a pretty comedic thing. And I get the theme. And oh, it I was so childish, a of, too. <laughs> a lot of people of faith would kind of say, oh, my gosh, yeah. no, we don't want our family seeing that. And I understand you don't want your children, your family seeing that. I don't think it's calling the devil into your house. Now, my question is for everybody to chime in and bubbles and I will give our, you know, our, our two cents worth. Um, do you think there are films out there that could, you know, if you're watching it, that could invite something into your home? Cause you know, I'm a big, big advocate of mindset. Yep. So, I think if anything, for me, that would have something to do with the mindset and how you perceive it and, you know, project out that, that type of energy. Um, so what do you guys think? You're all in there. Hey, Bradley. Hey, Jess. <clears throat> so I don't know, Mike. So what do you guys think? Just chime in right into chat and we'll, we'll, we'll look at it, but I don't know, Bubbles, what do you think? Well, I, when you brought this topic to me, I was so happy because I did have to endure the two and a half hours of my life. I'll never get back. <laughs> but um, I did watch it with my daughter because we watched the first one many years yeah. ago. Like a lot of moms do with their kids mm -hmm. and, and dads do with their kids. And um, oh, boy. <laughs> If you Google search this topic, you will get a list of films mm -hmm. that do affect the mindset. And, and Michelle and I agree on that point that about the mindset, mm -hmm. if you're going to believe in something, just as you believe that something will protect you, something will hurt you. Mm -hmm. It's yin and yang. It mm -hmm. always was. Oh, hello, Sav. Hello, Minnie. She actually <laughs> showed up. Hi, Savvy. <laughs> but, hey, here's um, mini. Yeah, that's my mini. <laughs> so you're never on the show. <laughs> hey, Dana. Yeah. So yeah. I, I really do believe um, that if you believe it's going to hurt you, it's going to harm you. There was a big story when the exorcist came out mm. on how that it would be reaching out to the audience and yep. it was a way of collecting followers for the devil so I, I it i really honestly believe it all comes down to like you said mindset how you feel about it what you think about it um i personally watched the film and feel that it was age appropriate for and i'm gonna get hate mail send it to joe montaldo at uprn <laughs> um I personally thought it was geared towards much younger audience. <clears throat> it was very silly mm -hmm. and Lilo and Stitch like. 
there was a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, caricature and, and, mm-hmm. um, silliness. And, and I, I didn't see what she saw, but then again, I'm oh not, God. I'm not her and I'm not, I don't have her belief system. Right. I am Christian. I was raised Catholic, mm-hmm. but I don't believe Hamilton. Hamilton. Yo, yeah. I don't believe that. <laughs> I, I don't believe the way she believes. That's all I can say. Hamilton. I can think of a few TV shows that remove your brain. Yeah, make it brains and and nails sure. and nails from um, the earth. I, I feel that mindset is a big thing. Uh, let's just explore yes. tulpas. Hi, Chris, for, my nephew. My whole family's here. Sorry, Michelle. It's a party now. Family it is. Together. It was Sunday. Um, <laughs> let's just take the example of a tulpa. So, yes. Slender Man is a tulpa. This is something Very that much. was created online. And yeah. people would chime in. And over time, they gave it a personality. They gave it characteristics. Um, next thing you know, there were sightings of this thing. It's almost like it was manif- mass manifested. And it became a thing. It became a phenomenon. And yes. people actually feared this thing. This was created wow. through mindset and projection. I feel <clears throat> personally that... Um, there are shows out there. If, if you believe it, you can manifest it. It's, it's like the theory of being able to manifest your own reality. Um, you know, some, sometimes you get films and I'm going to use this one here from Wayne as an example. If you want to catch up, bubbles. Yeah. Oh, the film that scared the crap out of me. The I hated this show. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it a hundred times. I'm just afraid of it. I don't, mm. I feel like it's real i feel like it's mm. not people are saying it's, it's not, not real but no, the not. fourth kind if you haven't seen it um it's sci-fi uh mm. wayne writes the fourth kind i watched that and then for days after there were things going on at the house right well i'll tell you why i believe that that theory rings true now allegedly this movie was made with recordings evps Okay, not necessarily extraterrestrial, because when I heard, I'm like, I got like about 300 hours of this stuff, man. What is this? Yeah, I I think they took um, EVPs from, you know, researchers, maybe their spirit EVPs, alleged demonic, um, you know, the fine line between the demonic and certain types of extraterrestrials. So if that's the case, then, you know, do we feel EVPs can do damage? Yeah, because... Even when we're listening to these things, there's a, a really strict belief that we should not, we should listen to them with headphones. We don't want them bleeding out into the atmosphere because mm-hmm. it could cause something. But do you remember that one where, where <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I played it for you, where yeah. it was in Aramaic? Yeah, and it was we've gone through quite thing. a few recordings together. Oh, yeah. yeah, this thing was growling and, and speaking His in thing. Aramaic. Yeah. And... I'm thinking, oh, it sounds really big, but anyway, you look at it. They're <laughs> deep. Yeah. I, yeah. I, so I think something like that bleeding out into the atmosphere could definitely affect one's mindset. You know, we um, have, we have this was good clients that that's happened to, um, mm-hmm. guiding echoes, who is a co-host here, a host, sorry, on our network. Yes. Um, 
Nicole Antoinette she says, yeah. I think so too. After I saw the movie Woman in Black, I kept seeing her everywhere for almost a month. It was really scary. So they say she's stuck in your head, right? Do you uh, think she was stuck in your head, Nicole? Is that is that what it is? Or do you really yeah. feel it it was manifesting somehow? Yeah, for me it was the documentary um yeah. for haunting in Connecticut. Hi Loretta, my sister's in the house. Hello. And Tyler. yes, Tyler, exactly. Slenderman is a YouTube yes it was a gaming website monster. initially he, he was created by some university students in tech and what the scary thing and the saddest thing with um slender man <laughs> is that there was an attempted murder on another child by her friend we're talking mm -hmm. very very young um where she somehow was convinced that this slender man was speaking to her mm -hmm. and she was searching him out on the computer. Now you have to remember, this is someone who's not mentally stable. So when they bring this in there, mm -hmm. ah, Philip experiment. Yes. Wes, when they bring the, well, Lisa, this is what I was going to say before Wes came in, you know, yeah. the Philip experiment, the school experiment, a manifestation. Yeah. Um, you guys should Google this stuff. If you're not familiar with it, it is, it is, fascinating because you know these people manifested things and objects to appear and disappear um like they they it's, it's fascinating there's just too much to explain and there's not enough time to do it but um the philip yeah experiment segment. yeah there yeah. we go philip experiment um yeah happy it, birthday lisa happy birthday lisa if yes. you if you look at when the exorcist came out, okay, or Rosemary's Baby, I mean, that's my sister Loretta's um, time. She said it was like the scariest film ever. Mm -hmm. And they thought things were coming for them and that this is happening, which mm -hmm. we know when we study this stuff that that kind of stuff mm -hmm. is happening. There is sacrifice. There is mm -hmm. um, impregnation and cults and things like that to to gain power and to create this ultimate leader and everything. That stuff is all real. Mm -hmm. But when you look at when The Exorcist came out, Ouija, Ouija boards, talking boards made a reappearance in it society did. Did. and yeah. created, wreaked havoc. Then years later, we had the actual film Ouija. Now, right. I can tell you at the time when I was working um, with Cindy Summer, I can't tell you how many people we were contacted by after their kids saw the film and went home and started playing this <laughs> and all the stuff that was going on, it was absolutely insane to the point where this woman, and I'm not, I'm not mm -hmm. revealing any confidentiality because this is common. Mm -hmm. This woman actually tried to burn it. And because it didn't burn, she thought they mm -hmm. were, they were doomed, but Ouija boards don't burn. Not all is, of them burn because of what the they're made out of. Too, is it was promoted. Yes. I know because I did a thing for Much Music here in Canada on mm -hmm. that film where we were taken to investigate and talk about it. It was a really big thing. Yeah. And I mean, gosh, we, we did that a few years ago, like literally as it was being released. And yep. um, I couldn't believe the, you know, how they sensationalized it. It was supposed to be this big thing. And and even at the time um, when, when you know, I did this event or it was a, it was a TV show uh, or just again for much music it was a clip, but it was like, I'm like, I, I, I don't like to promote things like that, but they did it in a way where it's like, Oh, okay. 
mm-hmm. know, it wasn't catered to children. It wasn't a kid's movie. But the problem, like I say, Amelia, is all the adults got on board with this thing. And I was yes. just like, what yeah. are you doing? Well, because anything that creates fear or mm. mystery is intriguing. And, sure. I, and I understand that. Why do they say the most secrets are seductive? Right. Um, you know, I, I understand that completely and I get it. And I, I think it fell into the right hands with you because you could explain to people that that's not the only form of communication. You don't need a tool to do that, that this, these results mm-hmm. and the dangers are, are just as prominent without using a Ouija board, just it by communicating. Cool it comes in your handy dandy phone. <laughs> yeah. And I think when paranormal shows yeah. became a big thing on TV, that started even more. And if you you talk to people who watch paranormal shows, who might exhibit some fear as a result of watching too many of them or getting into them and trying to understand and yeah. not doing research beforehand, you really have to do a lot of reading to understand. And remember, it's entertainment. Remember, it is entertainment. That's the big thing. You know, yeah. it, it is entertainment. Um no, no, it wasn't at the soccer. I was actually with like a team, an assembled that... team, and we were at the uh, Winter Garden Theater, Elgin Theater, which is always an honor. They, you know, I've always been asked to do film there, and it's it's just an amazing place. I but, think uh, Wes no, is I the sock. Referring to what's that YouTube show and Kenny there? I think oh, that's Kenny what versus Benny. I, I, yeah, yes, actually, um, I did do an episode with a colleague on Kenny versus Benny. And it was very funny because when they contacted me and asked me if I would do it, I'd never heard of it. I'm like, what is that? Is that a kid show? What is it? Because, I because yeah, I didn't know till you kids, told me. The kids, um, YTV kids would often bring me on to do things because I loved working with kids and yeah. I loved doing things that were catered to kids because I knew how to, to, to do things in a safe manner. So it was always a lot of fun. And they laughed and they went, no. No, it's not really a kid show. So when I did the show and when I watched everything that was going on and we were in an extremely haunted location, it was just so much fun. But here, you know, my mom is going to watch it. And I watched it. I'm like, do not watch the show. Anybody who's seen Kenny versus Benny, you don't want your mom watching it. <laughs> I've never seen it. I have really to find it. You know? Yeah. But they were great guys. It was, it was a lot of fun. I heard they're hilarious. <laughs> Oh, they are. But you yeah. know, there's, there's, there was a couple of scenes that I was, you know, when I saw it, I went, no, <laughs> no, 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 uh, no, do Hard, not, no, don't watch that. But just as fast forward through that part, but it was a lot of fun. You know, a, a lot of times you can have a lot of fun with it, but it is exactly what Amelia says, entertainment, you know, so you can't, t- you have to take it all with a grain of salt. And unfortunately, <clears throat> um, this is the time of year also where you know you have a lot of extra shows that come on tv you know you've got like the 30 days of halloween on sci-fi that's always fun but a lot of you know the paranormal shows will come out and have their own features that they do and you'll see a lot of radio shows that they have their own features it is spooky month it's the time of year that gears up towards halloween and there's a lot of people who watch these shows and i can't even blame it all on the kids Sometimes no. the adults are worse because they're fiercely into it, which I think is great. It's a fun time of year. Um, 
you know, and, and we'll, we'll have to try to squeeze in it's, a time, you know, where we can talk about all the folklore and everything between yeah, you know, about Halloween because blow your minds. Like Joe and I on the Grey Zone Uncensored did two separate Halloween segments just on a lot of the ancient beliefs and a lot of mm -hmm. the, the, the cultural stuff around the world. It's awesome stuff. But, you know, <laughs> people take this stuff pretty seriously. And I find at any age, people emulate. And we end up getting a lot of calls after the month. Well, we get a lot of calls anyway. I mean, I've, I've always had a lot of calls. Um, but something about this month that people just seem to lose their minds and go. It's, I, it's like Christmas wanted. for the paranormal. Oh. It's a buildup to it the is. day. And you have to remember uh, with Halloween yeah um for those of you listening if you don't participate you don't realize how you know how important this day is to many in the field and um some believe the veil is thinner that day michelle and i have a different view on things but there is a big celebration in salem for all the witches that were hung and they weren't witches let me correct that. Mm. All the the, um, the accused, accused, yeah. And um, I, I, you know, it becomes for me. For for me, Salem reminds me of Mardi Gras in New Orleans at, at Halloween. Mm. Um, not the craziness, but the the costumes, the 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 fans that go in there. They're booking their rooms two, three years in advance. Um, mm -hmm. It's quite. It's quite. Halloween is the best time of year. Yes. It is. I think I'm it, the only one in the paranormal that that loves Christmas, <laughs> but um, Halloween is Christmas for a lot of. I know, people, I know. For me, but, Christmas is Christmas, but, but yeah, for some of us, man, it's just a lifestyle. Yeah, Halloween like, really is just a lifestyle. I mean, you could come into this house at any given time and see well, you things can't, that are just but... like. <laughs> Yeah, I can't really, but you I'm can't. just, I'm Michelle's just saying. got enough problems with that. Yeah. Well, we have a lot of people who actually try to just, you know, we found people like this and through the windows and I can like just smacking out the front door and go, what are you doing? You had one walk in right off the bus, off the tour bus. No, this some guy just... just wandered in when he was sitting out in the yeah. front and he, and he goes, what are you doing? Because I'm just come, going in and check it out. He goes, no. It's, it's my, my house. house. And he goes, of course, <laughs> not like a like a like a film set. No, man. No, it's my <laughs> house, dude. Tour buses and people coming around. And but the house is quite unique. It's funny because there's new countertops going in, and and the people who came in and to did all the measuring were just like, <laughs> Yeah, it's a little bit weird. <laughs> like, I always oh laugh. God, this is, place is amazing. I, I will show pictures when I'm not living here anymore. I will yeah. post pictures of the interior of the house. There you go. Um, for all of you who's been trying to, to sneak into Michelle's house through me. Um, <laughs> she'll share those pictures with you. Stop asking me. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, it, it's a very unique house. And we'll, I'll be going yeah. to another very unique house. But a part of it, you know, is the allure. You know, people see houses like this and automatically make an assumption that it's haunted. It is. Well, actually, yeah, they're, they're not. They're not assuming it. It, it actually okay. is. Right? Sorry, I, I can't hear. Yeah, there's there's a lot of mediums through the years that would just send me messages and start talking to me about, you know, the entourage in the house. I'd be like, I know. But point I'm trying to make is not all houses that look like this are haunted. 
it's like not all cemeteries are haunted. It's like, you know, just because it looks like it should be haunted. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it is. And it's it doesn't not a mean, place they want to hang around either. I don't think no. people realize and, that. And if a place is abandoned, it doesn't mean it's haunted. Don't go no, breaking into No, chances are you know? it's decrepit. <laughs> we had people in the city of Toronto, here in Canada, people in the city of Toronto were investigating. There were, there were a couple and they died going someplace where they should not have gone. So, yeah. you know, it's it's just because something looks like there is activity, it does not mean that there's activity. I have investigated houses that, I mean, one of the most haunted places that I investigated was just a townhouse, just like a, a semi-attached townhome. And I got some of the best recordings in there. I mean, I got phantom sounds, which is like, you know, I mean, you're getting chains being, they sounded on the recording, like they're being dragged across a hardwood floor, but it was a carpet where those sounds were captured. People walking around on old hardwood floors, yet it was concrete basement. You're in a furnace room. Somebody's picking up the recorder, touching it, handling it. You know, it's just like, you, and, and the stuff that went on in that place was unbelievable. And yet, you know, it was just, you looked at it from the road, you would never know the, the amount of activity that was going on in there. And, and, and the stuff that the family had to endure. That's you had sad. the baby being thrown out of her crib every night. I mean, just tiny little baby. Yeah, sad. You know, you had children, like from the ages of four and down, three children. They were just tormented that you would not know it to look at this place. So looks can really be deceiving both ways. Yeah, because you know? it's not necessarily the house as it is the property. Uh -huh. The house can be torn down and then you still have, I mean, <clears throat> I understand uh -huh. that. But um, I've never really gone on an investigation. I mean, other than whatever I did, those few houses with you, but um. It's always found me. So you don't always have to look for it. Sometimes, I mean, I've had things happen in restaurants that I've been at that are very, very old. And there's a lot of history to the property. And things just happened. Mm -hmm. So it's not always that you have to, like Michelle said, don't go into an abandoned property. Um, first of all, you could be arrested for trespassing. Second of all, you can end up like hurting yourself mm -hmm. or passing. Mm -hmm. And if you're alone, that's even, sorry, dumber because... You don't have anybody that knows that you're there or can, you know, get to you if you fall through a floorboard. That's a big one, too. Yeah. Safety, right? Yeah, like it's huge. You need to see these places during the day before you go investigate at night so you mm -hmm. know where you're walking. A flashlight isn't enough in an abandoned building that could have all I've kinds of rot. With permission. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, and it's, it's best to. It's not if as you easy don't, as it looks. No, if you don't have any experience, it's best to always go during the day and get the feel of the layout. See if there's floorboards. See if there's openings. They don't need to grill anything off if you're walking into a property without permission. They're not no, liable. And, and even then, you know, um, we had done, this was one of the shows that or the stories that were featured on one of the Haunted Case Files. Um, and it was an island, I'll just say cottage country, I don't want to give it away, 
And this was an old lodge. It was colossal. It was beautiful. But if we wouldn't have walked around it during the day, which goes to prove Amelia's point, if we wouldn't have walked around it during the day, mm -hmm. at both ends on the second floor, the floors were caved in, like these huge holes and all the boards were yeah. hanging. And this, this was a really old building. It was very, very haunted. But the whole island was haunted. So yeah. you need to get your bearings. You know, it's the same. It's the same thing. When you know, went to the haunted forest of Romania. I purposely went there during the day to get my bearings, just to see what what yeah. to expect and and get a feel for the place. You know, well, you can't see that those holes in the dark. I mean, people have fallen into their own pools at parties that they're in their backyards at night, and they know the pool is there, mm -hmm. and they're and they're not even drunk. So think about it. You have to be very very careful this is unfamiliar territory mm -hmm. what is hamilton saying i'm not going to say anything bad about him because he's sending me treats um the spirits in my house lots of them get so freaked out by my behavior that they don't I cause problems <laughs> objects can be equally haunted possessed yeah it's true <laughs> i've got them. yes i've got As haunted buildings. objects yes absolutely. Yeah, absolutely thank you for staying awake for us hamilton yeah, that's nice. Hamilton's in the UK. He's being a real champion tonight, which is fantastic. Yeah. Can you do that when we have you back on? <laughs> Richard will make him. Uh, hello, Caroline. Hi. Yes. It, yeah, it's scary the, for me. Um, the haunt I'm, I'm working is very haunted. Um, where where's where's your haunt? If you don't yeah. mind. See, that's something else. Haunts, which are Haunted attractions, for those who don't know. We used to work those haunted attractions. So those can be fun, just saying. Yeah. Um, okay, so, okay, we'll continue on now. So, um, go ahead, sorry. I just I had it up, I wanted to finish it. <laughs> I, I finished, I finished. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, okay, oh, okay, okay. There you go, guys, there's a plug. Go check it out. Go check it out. Yeah. California. Okay. <laughs> California or Carolina? California, right? Yes. Vallejo, yeah. So, but it goes, it just goes to show there's a lot of places that are opening up their doors right now because they will have the attraction going through the entire month of October. So what mm -hmm. do you do? Um, you have an interest. You want to go check some of these places out. You don't have any experience. Well, there's the right way. There's the wrong way. Um, I know because I, I used to do tours. I used to do special events. Um, and there are people out there who they may not do it any time of year, but they will do it in October. Yeah. I think, you know, some of these places are just, are just tours like ghost tours or ghost walks or special events where you get to have you know one night only one month only going through haunted locations and you get to investigate them yeah. now with that being said what i used to try to do is is educate people while they're there i think it's great that people connect up with other people of like mind so they can go on, you know, go to these locations. Everybody's in the same mindset. Everybody's researching or helping one another, being educated. 
hopefully being taught how to protect themselves. There are some places that mm. will do that. How to do proper spirit photography, how to do proper voice recordings to get the best results and to do it safely. Because I think you've heard us talk on past Q&As that when you are putting forward an invitation, like even with a voice recorder, phone app, ghost box, um, pendulum, you name it. Um, if you are, again, Ouija board, you know, it's not so much that it's the device itself, as much as it is the intention of initiating contact and making that invitation. So when this happens, you have to realize that you are putting out an invite. Sorry. I think, I think that's the biggest, um, the biggest misunderstanding because you don't need anything to put out an invitation except your voice and even your your thoughts you have to be very very careful with that um i know a lot of people they're probably the most vulnerable when they've lost a loved one mm -hmm. and reach out for for them and then we have a different situation 100 percent yeah, where 100%. it can be a mimic. You don't know who you're speaking to. And That's people will, yeah. And then people yeah. will always say, but they knew this and they knew that about them and they gave me their birthday. Um, and no, Michelle, no, can no. you explain to them how that dark side works? Well, here's the thing first off, even some of the most seasoned investigators or seasoned mediums can be fooled. We know this because I've spent years helping people and we help a lot of people. <laughs> so, I've done it to myself. I'm just saying. See, yeah. it, it's hard because these things do their job well. There yeah. are really malevolent entities out there or, you know, dimensional entities out there, interdimensional. And it is their job mm -hmm. to cause havoc. That's what they do. Some people call them demons. Some people will just call them other, other type of entities, shadow beings. Mm -hmm. uh, there's all kinds Angry of entities ghosts. out there that can do this. Angry spirits for sure. Oof. And they yes. will mimic things like a child or, you know, you have spirits that will mimic your voice or the voice of your loved one. People have gone to their deaths following voices of people whom they thought were human and were not. So yeah. how do you keep yourself from falling into that? Well, I always say, you know, communication is one way of, of, of not <laughs> or of avoiding that, not communicating. Um, grounding your energy is a really good way to start. Some people will, you know, have special stones. Some people will say prayers. Um, whatever it is that puts you in control of the situation and keeps your mindset in a place where you are in control. Don't mm -hmm. let your mind run away with you. It's too easy in places, you know, like this place, even, you know, like tons of things have happened here. People have come in and doors have just opened, you know, right in the middle of the day. If you're haunted, yeah. you're haunted. It's 24 seven. You hear like footsteps going down the stairs, door opening, closing at the door. doesn't never open. Non-existing cats. It's just phantom by. sounds or, yeah, you know, so I think you just have to be diligent because sometimes it really is a careful what you wish for situations. People go out there looking for experiences. And then when they have them, I, they don't really know what to do with what them. What do I do now? I understand sure. the curiosity and the, the thrill of it. I get it. I get it. I mean, obviously mm here, -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it's, it, I believe, I feel like you have to do a lot of research and understand and, 
Um, we've both said several times on other shows, if you're going to get into investigating, like Michelle said, either a, a ghost hunt, a ghost tour, sorry, or mm -hmm. if you can ask a group, if you have a group in your area, if they, if you can tag along or if they even do that, you a know, groups I find <clears throat> if they're looking for someone, but they don't usually bring on a lot of, of people. I know for us, our no. team has been solid for, you know, I mean, we've had very few changes over the course of two decades because when you work with people, it's, it's important, you know, you get to know one another, trust one another, and you have to have a huge amount of trust when you're going into places that is completely unknown to you. Yeah. You know, it we really, should ask Plus, if you're out there, if you're still listening, do you ever bring people on if they ask you? Like if it's someone who knows someone on the team? Mm -hmm. um, Carol. The odd fellows. Oh, let Michelle tell you the story. <laughs> um, we actually, yes, we do. Just like just like the United States. I actually bought out an odd fellows lodge and have some of the most incredible um, one of a kind furniture that was made by um, prisoners of a penitentiary that is now closed. And it was part of a rehabilitation program. And all of this one-of-a-kind furniture was made for the lodge because most of the people, the guards and the wardens, were part of the lodge. Mm -hmm. um, so it was just beautiful thrones, like thrones that are like eight feet tall and just just so unique. Um you know, and of course, I long before that, I ended up buying a 1854 uh, toe pincher coffin that was part of an Odd Fellows because it had the, the the skeleton in it and such. So, I know big score. It was indeed. It was indeed. I still have a lot of the pieces, and I parted with some of the pieces, and I donated. There were ten <laughs> eight and a half foot, two hundred pound um, benches. Beautiful. But it's like they're eight and a half feet. <laughs> mm -hmm. So they all got donated. And funny enough, six out of the 10 ended up in a monastery. Oh, who knew what the heck that was all about, right? <laughs> I know. So, but, you know, it was great because then the guys from the lodge all got the tax receipts because it all went to Habitat for Humanity. Yeah. And um, this cause. way here, it's, you know, it was win-win. They were happy because they didn't know what to do with them. They were all very elderly. And they sold their building. So it really worked yeah. out. And all I really wanted was the thrones, but I had to buy all or nothing. So I was like, all right, here we that go. That was a smart way to do it because they would have yeah. had trouble getting rid of those couches. Those yeah, couches very are heavy. huge. Very yeah. heavy. They didn't know where to turn, what to do. So I remember when you got them. Bubbles, do you want a couch? No. <laughs> Why not? It would fit in your living room. Yeah, I know. It's just the wrong color. I know. They're heavy, I, I heavy had pieces. No room ten. I had ten of them. Yeah. Well, I would. I two could fit in my my living room is big yeah, enough for I that. It is beautiful, but yeah, yeah. No, it was just it was a bit much, but you know, um, nothing was haunted. You know, people you know assume because you know the whole secret society things going on in there. No, nothing was haunted. It was actually um, had beautiful energy, and and it oh, came from nice. you know a haunted penitentiary to boot. So, um, but not at the time. <laughs> so it, it's it's really nice because you know um, some of the thrones are in storage, and um, three of them are here in the house, but they're real like eye catcher so when you see them especially the grand master's throne it's so big oh, um, and it's so unique 
people yeah. just look at it and go, wow. It's massive. Yeah. It's, it's exactly right to her. <laughs> She'll move into wrong. one. Don't, don't worry about it. She'll yeah, find one. Wrong. I visited many of them. I think I just keep bringing back pieces that um, that's exactly what it is. The whole house is pretty much like medieval and theme. Um, yeah. The very, very old pieces, you know. <laughs> you want? No, it's funny. Would anyone <laughs> want my old couches? Beautiful. I don't know. Do you want mine? <laughs> you want my old couches? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> so. This is the only room in the house that has anything <laughs> paranormal. The rest of the house is like, I have no, no, uh, nothing. That. No. This is the, I keep everything contained, but I do have a few haunted things in a, yeah. in a cabinet, but yeah. yeah. We have a beautiful parlor here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's true. Haunted objects. Um, I had a few people would give me haunted objects. They sit in storage and they get a couple of years or they want them back. If not, they go for donation. Hence mm -hmm. Habitat for Humanity and make sure that they, they're no longer haunted. Sometimes they're not haunted. People just think they are because other researchers have told them it was, you know, and they're like, yeah. I don't want it, you take it. And people know I take them. And it's like, yeah, okay, you've got yourself a year or two to think about it. And I'll keep it in storage until you make a decision. But then they do get donated. They don't get sold, um, you know, spiritless. And um, the only thing that's here i think that was haunted i think um i don't even think it's it is anymore because it's pretty quiet uh was a skull that i had I used to sit mm -hmm. on my desk to hang out and it was i had a lot of energy for a long time and i think after a while it just became at peace because i kept saying go to the light just go <laughs> just you know yeah <laughs> it's all how you handle it too when you for get sure. it and some things you can't I I would love to say, yeah, you can clear every object, but sometimes you can't. And because it doesn't want to go or it doesn't, it, things happen. Um, and depending what's attaching itself to it as well. But I'm a firm believer in not trying to find out, but put it under glass, like hence the World War mm. stuff behind me. But um, I do have a few things that I know that I bought from Christopher St. Booth, who's been on our show and mm. his auctions that came to me under glass mm -hmm. so that, and like, I can't even open it kind of thing. Anything so, can be removed. Yeah. I feel. I, I feel if sometimes. You know yeah. I don't know. Like sometimes, I don't know. I see, I agree with you on that. I know what you're saying. Anything can be removed. I feel like it can be a battle though. Together sometimes, not a battle in a bad way. Like, I mean, a battle in like strength with this. If it's a human entity, it's actually harder to get rid of than if it's demonic kind of thing. Hmm. I think if you know how, like, I've never had issues getting, you know, getting entities removed or spirits to move on. I think it comes down now, and this is where people are, are on the fence. Do we have the right? to remove a human oh. spirit from, from an object, you know, non-human. But I'm human. not on the fence on that at all. I, I know. Move them. And move some them. people are, I feel, I, know. I feel that, you know, why would you want to leave them with an object? I think once spirits move on the first time and they know they can come back and forth, but without baggage, yeah, then it's, then it's just like a game changer for them too. Why should they remain stuck? Yeah. 
I agree. I agree. I mean, we do these cases. I just feel like sometimes it's, it's a battle. Even when we do it all in the same night, it's like, are you kidding me? Like, (laughs) I want to say to them, like, just walk. It's going to be so much better. It's like, sometimes it's a battle. It is because it depends why they're stuck, especially if they, if they've committed suicide, it becomes a thing where they just have so much fear and you have to break down that mindset again, energy. You just have to change it. Yeah. They're stuck. And, um, Mm -hmm. that's mindset because, you know, I could never leave a child spirit. I mean, I can't leave any spirit, but Mm -hmm. I could never leave a child spirit and be able to say, well, it's part of their life. Really? Mm -hmm. Where do you get that? I just try, I'm asking, where do you get that? You know, I'm, I'm, I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't even be Switzerland about this. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm very firm and move them along. Um, There's a reason. Ooh, I'm starting to sound like a guest. Um, um, There's a (laughs) a reason why Mm -hmm. we are there. That's how I look at it. We're Mm -hmm. there and we're there at that moment to Mm -hmm. help them. Mm -hmm. We are that light, you know, we are that light. It's like, oh, I didn't get help. Well, I sent you this and this. And sometimes you have to help yourself, but they, I believe we're sent there to help them. And that's why we can see them. That's why we can communicate with them. That's why these cases or these, I hate calling them cases, but these situations come to us because we can yeah. help them. And I, I feel if you have an ability, you should use it and pay it that's, forward. That's, that's what that's I was just belief. going to say. If you're yeah, a medium and you belief. can see that spirit, I think it's an injustice for you mm-hmm. to leave it there. Um, you wouldn't leave a human child mm-hmm. or a human suffering in a home or in a building why would you leave a spirit here's another question then okay i'll put this question out to everybody and i mean i already know how amelia and i are pretty like-minded but i'm just going to throw this out there to you guys what about these haunted attraction these haunted locations that cater to people um who come and investigate these places now in some cases that money is used to to maintain the place or to restore the place um you know i'm i'm on two levels uh with this um so do you leave the spirits because it's part of a business what about malevolent things that can follow (laughs) people back what about people that go into these places with not a lot of experience or experience but of the mind that i'm going to make demands i'm going to conjure things in i want this experience because of the energy in this place and then so now there's more things in the house right so i'm i'm there's like a lot of different angles to this so chime in people yeah it's not this is like the discussion part of things so yeah. What, what do you do with that? Because I have, you know, I have quite a few friends who own crazy haunted locations. And I mean, I've been, you know, um, I've been to some of these places not to investigate, but just as a guest, you know, cause we're friends. And um, it's just like, when I go there, it was never the intention to, to, to investigate unless, you know, okay, well we're filming. So we do this, we do this and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay. Um, but I've probably been to two or three different places like this. And on an average, especially the one location in Pennsylvania, it's very, very happy. And a lot of them just come and go. Mm-hmm. But, but they're ascended. 
they're ascended. And then there's a lot of, sometimes it's a lot of these haunted objects. So if we, we're going back to haunted objects, things that come into, you know, the location and sometimes it's the objects that have, you and, know. And what do you do with the person who owns the place? Now, I'm not referring to anyone you know. I mean, in general, if the people that own the place don't want you. To remove. Well, if it's part of their business, yeah, you can't do it if it's someone's business, I think. Yeah, see, like it, a lot of people are, are really on the fence see, with this. And you know? I have a different outlook to that. I believe that if a place is haunted and you remove the human spirits, there's always something there. Yeah. Regardless, it doesn't, if it's a place where there's an energy and there's a, there's a light, so to speak, where things are coming in. I think they'll always be there. If it's haunted, it's haunted. But I believe in removing human entities at all mm -hmm. costs. I'm sorry. You're not going to want me in your place if you don't want your things moved mm -hmm. or you don't think, sorry, these people are not your things. Mm -hmm. um, I can tell you straight out, if you invite me to a location that you own and it's haunted, I can <laughs> guarantee you that when I leave, everybody it's will be with me and ascended. Yeah, see that that's... I can guarantee you because I'm not that person. I can't I can't lie about that. Mm -hmm. If you say to me, I don't want you moving any spirits on, I don't think that you're the person that can make that decision. Mm -hmm. I believe that if the spirit is really content here, they will come back. Mm -hmm. I think that's it too. I think that's a key is people assume that spirits need to be grounded to be interactive. Yeah. The spirits here, you know, the lady of the house here is super interactive, always has been, right down yeah. to the point where, you know, she would direct us as to, yes, there was a door here once. Yes, there was this here. There was that here. Look here, look there. Like there was a lot of guidance into the restoration of her home because this house was built for her to entertain yeah. in. This was her house. She and helped a lot. People seem to think that spirits need to be stuck to interact. We find the the opposite. I mean, the, the amount of activity in this house and the spirits, you know, there were a lot more then. They weren't all stuck. And a lot of them could come back mm -hmm. if they are happy enough at a location, they will come yeah. back you um, know so yeah. i don't know i'm it's... all about that ascension doesn't mean that they're gone forever no i think you need to remember that hi joanne um i don't think we have a right to use someone's spirit for your profit agree completely yeah thank you joanne i just it's for me i know it's tough for people and i feel for them when they're in this industry but i have a hard time because that's like saying here let me keep your kid here and mm -hmm. make some money while they throw some balls around and people take pictures. You know, if you look at them as human, yeah. I think that's yeah. where you start to feel differently. It's a perspective too. So I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a story. I was filming on a location. The neighbor from across the street came to me and said, I need to talk to you. And and I could sense there was there was a problem. And I said, would you like me to come to your home? And I pointed to her. She goes, yes, please. I said, okay. Now, the backstory on this was the family 13-year-old daughter um, drowned in a swimming pool, a friend's swimming pool. She got caught in her the top of her bathing suit. 
um, got caught in the um, the strainer, yeah. the drain. Yes. Yeah, that's and, why we don't have those anymore. And yeah, the family went on to they they closed it, locked up all their cars. They everything became a tomb, a monument. They trying the, the cars were locked up because of her smells. Like they wanted to hold that. They bought another car. Um, oh. They wouldn't leave. I said, look, I said, they go, we want to make sure the spirits in this house aren't bothering her. And I'm just like, no, because you have her kind of grounded here and yeah, she doesn't really leave. And I said, I said yeah. what do you do now? You know, she's staying out of guilt. What do you do now when you pass away? Like, well, our son will take care of her. I'm like, I said, that's very selfish. That's a very selfish thing to do, A, to your son, B, to yourselves, C, to her especially. Years and years and years went by. And finally, something happened. And they just up, sold the house, sold all the cars. Um, that was it. You and I actually ascended her. <laughs> so right well after i didn't i was gonna say anything because i didn't know if i could <laughs> yeah yeah no it's true yeah. it's, it's true it was just hard because they moved and she was left behind you see what yeah. i'm saying so i think people have to realize that the best thing to do is to send someone you know we once again worked um at this location and it was a murder and this woman uh was in a shelter for two weeks, nobody knew she was gone. I couldn't no, believe nobody checked on her. Heartbreaking. Yeah. We moved her on. You know, she had schizophrenia. I kept hearing lots of voices. My head kept buzzing and all these noises. And I was finally able to get her to move on. And I told her, you can come back. I promise you can come back. She was afraid to leave her things because it's what she had in the world. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she came back the next day because we went back to do to do a follow-up. Because this was a crime scene. Like, this was a crime scene cleanup, all of this. And um, she came back. And she told us who her killer was. We related that information to the owner of the company, whose behalf we were there to, you know, because this was like an experiment, per se, because he kept saying, I keep going to these, these cleanup sites, you know, after that. And people are left behind. And our crews are having very difficult times. So I so said, let's let's just play with this a bit. He, you know, let's figure this out. He goes, okay. Anyway, um, we will go in and make sure that we can move the spirits on. So then the crew could do what they had to do. So he took that information to the police and the guy was arrested. She hmm. came back and nailed her killer. I tell you that happens to a lot of mediums too, for giving information to the police because um, they're going to question why you have that information. They're not going to say, Hey, you're psychic. That's great. She gave information. There was yeah. stuff hidden in the couch and that's what the, the police came back and looked for. And basically the owner of the company said, I found this in the couch. We were taking everything out. We had to clean everything. And that's because he knew to look for it. And it had this person's, um, I guess, something that belonged to him. So I don't know, you know, I have <laughs> anyway. some really good days sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. Ahead. Yeah, so uh, Carol says. Uh, yes, I have. Hi, Carol. I have always wondered if the spirits get so tired and annoyed with all the people coming and going, asking questions day in and day out, 
yeah, it's a good point. Think about uh, yeah, it if I'm it was you. Tired of it. I'd be the one in the spirit that come up beside you and say, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> she would. I, tell you. I, would. Um, I, I would. wonder, maybe it, before we continue on to uh, Michelle, if you could just explain to those that are watching or listening that don't understand what grounded spirit means. Because I think when people think they're grounded, they think, oh, they're here. They don't realize that. It's a stuck kind of thing. I think they don't know that they don't understand that that's what that is. Yeah. Uh, grounded essentially means that the spirit has not ascended to the next level of their journey. As I say, some people will say, oh, they go to heaven. You know, everybody, every belief system has a different theory. I always say the next leg of the journey, you know, we, we just move on and it just wherever we're meant to be is where we'll be, you know? Um, and some spirits for many different reasons don't move on. Maybe it's unfinished business. Maybe they've been murdered. Maybe they died in an accident. Um, some, so basically if you're shocked out of the body, a lot of spirits hang back because they don't even realize that they're gone. Sometimes mm -hmm. if you can get them to realize it, then it's like, but I didn't have a chance to say goodbye to my family. There's a lot of different reasons they hang back. Sometimes you end up moving into a home and they're so attached to their home. If you look at the theory, let's, let's look at back in the day, you know, that you, you would have a lot of why we have haunted lands. You have a lot of these new surveys out there, you know, that are brand spanking you. You don't realize they were on somebody's land before. Maybe they were farms, maybe it was indigenous land, but let's work with the farm because a lot of farms are getting amalgamated and turning into large subdivisions. Back in the day, all a man had, and I'll say a man because they were considered to be the head of the household, they owned everything, um, was they were land wealthy. Chances are they were born on the land. The land sustained them, cattle, crops. Um, you had to, you know, cut wood to be able to light a fire to keep warm. You had to get lard you know, from, from your, your, your cattle to basically either cook in, make candles. Like there was just, it, life was not easy back then. You were married, you had your children were born in the land. Chances are some may have died on the land. Many children died back in the day. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you die on the land, you're buried on the land. All of a sudden the land gets sold. Doesn't mean you're giving up the land. It's everything you had. It's what made you somebody in many mm -hmm. cases, um, because I've done, I've done these big, beautiful golf course homes that used to be farms and haunted as heck. And I'd laugh mm -hmm. because the neighbors don't want to talk about it. I guarantee your neighbors are haunted too. This is yeah, it's not just your square of no, land. Exactly. So spirits remain behind for different reasons. And you need to figure out what that reason is and convince them in a way to, you know, you might want to just go over. They don't realize because of mindset, religious belief systems. If you if you cover to that neighbor's wife, man, people are like, ah, I'm going to hell. I'm going to stay right here, take my chances and see what happens. And they realize, okay, things aren't any different except for the fact that, you know, I'm not in hell and I broke a commandment <laughs> or two, but I can still see my loved ones. They don't realize that it doesn't work that way. Suicides, yeah. you were taught through religion, you don't have the right to take your own life. Only God has the right to take your life. Well, when you when someone takes their own life, you have to imagine 
that they are at a very low point in their lives. They're very depressed. Something led them to take their life in that moment. I'm sorry, but when this, when the body stops working, the essence is still the same. You are still in that state of mind. You probably feel worse now because you can see what your family is going through. You can see the grieving and the pain. And sometimes people have this last minute, <clears throat> oh my God, I can't stop it. So they're aware that it's that they're passing. This is what you're dealing with. You can't imagine, you know, because you don't go through it. So when you're dealing with a mix of emotions, you're dealing with circumstances and belief systems. And that is why you have spirits who remain behind. Grounded is just a term that's used, um, but they're not ascended. They haven't moved on. And sometimes they just need a little bit of help to do that. There. <laughs> yeah, thank you. No, because I think that um, people who are new at this and just, you know, even watching shows, they it's not explained. Mm -hmm. And unless you work as a psychic or a medium or an, some investigators don't even understand the difference mm -hmm. of that. Right. Hi, Adrian. Adrian asks, I was wondering if graveyards are haunted by people who were also haunted in life. Otherwise, who the heck would stay in a cemetery? It's a great question yeah. because this is what I say to people who feel that they always have to go to the cemetery to visit with their loved ones. The loved ones, they don't leave you. They're not going to go sit with, they're in a hole in the ground or they've been cremated or... It's a symbolic thing, I think, that the living need because the deceased don't leave you. They remain with their families. They're fully aware of everything that goes on. And I realized this more, it was like a big realization when I worked with a family who they lost their mother and father within a year apart, almost exact. And they went to a wedding because I kept saying, no, you know, the communication is your father is with you and, and you know, all the time. She goes, well, we were just at, th at this wedding and, and her father acknowledged it. And, and she goes, well, I want to know what aunt so-and-so, if he was there, what was aunt so-and-so wearing? Oh, he came back and he said, a floral dress with the ugliest hat I've ever seen. And that's exactly <laughs> what the father would have said. He would have said it just like that. Everybody yeah. at the table started crying and it just, it goes to show you, they don't miss a beat, you know? Nope. So, just you want to talk to them, just talk to them. They can hear you. Um, as for the first part of the question, Bubbles, you want to take that one? Wondering if graveyards are haunted by people who are also haunted in life. Well, of course it could be possible. I mean, you're haunted in life or you're haunting. It's an unfinished business or it's anger or it's emotion mm. that's holding you back. Anything that it. holds you back will create a haunting. Yeah. You'll be You'll be grounded. I don't believe that graveyards are as haunted as you think. Mm. And when they are haunted, they're not necessarily the spirits that are resting there. Mm -hmm. They're not necessarily the souls of those people. I've been to mm -hmm. graveyards because I find them fascinating. Some of them are just so beautiful and I find a lot of peace in them. I probably have had a life where I've sat and had a picnic lunch in the Victorian era on in a, in a graveyard. I've done it in um, this life. <laughs> I'm, I've had, I've brought cake to my mom, you say. know? So, <laughs> I mean, I've, I can, mm. I am that person that can sit mm. in a cemetery and, and talk and 
I do it. And eat and have no issue with it whatsoever. Um, my my friend Nancy Sash, we we've traveled to Boston together and a few places together, and everywhere we go, I've always she can tell this to you. I tell you about this. I stop at any cemetery I can, mm-hmm. especially if I'm drawn to it. Sometimes I think I'm drawn to it to help people, mm-hmm. but I have brought spirits home with me from a cemetery. Mm-hmm. It's not a good thing all the time. No. So no. you have to be careful. I mean, I brought one back from Boston with me. That's a long way from Salem, mm-hmm. from the burying point. So, But you know, they will follow people. There's something about yeah. you. If they feel that you can help them or if you remind them of someone that they once knew, you know, they're going to come and tag along for a while. But on an average, if they're grounded to a location, they will go back to the location. My biggest concern here is, you know, just because I've, I've spent two decades dealing with attachments and people and that doesn't change. You know, we do it all the time now. And when if you have an attachment, you have to realize these things attach to you for your essence. The body is just collateral damage. It will just have you harm yourself. It will kill yourself, kill somebody else. It doesn't care. It just, you know, wears you down physically, tries to take away your, your will to fight by just wearing you down every which way it can. Mm -hmm. But when the essence leaves the body, don't think that the attachment doesn't go with it because I've seen it for years. We see it regularly where you try to get a spirit to move on and you realize, oh, wait, they can't because they feed off that energy. They, they hold them hostage. There's so many ghosts at locations I have been to that have been held hostage by more aggressive entities. It's just, it's not right. You know, it's not right. A lot of this stuff actually happens. So we remove those attachments and then we can move those, those spirits that are grounded because they've been pretty much, you know, fighting for their, for their essence in their afterlife, just as much as they did in real life. There's just so much to consider there. There really is. Yeah. Um, general or generational attachments. Yeah, that's a thing as well. Absolutely. Yeah, huge thing. Yeah, um, her, okay, the question. Yes, but aren't there familiar spirits around us who can pretend to be our loved ones? Mimics, yes. Yes, all the time. Happens all the time. But yeah. cemeteries are, they're beautiful. I've, I've spent literally, from the time I was a child, I would hang out. And cemeteries. I was my friends used to think I was a weirdo. I used to love hanging out there. In fact, yeah, I ended up purchasing two um, headstones from the 1800s. One was from mm-hmm. the Civil War, but it wasn't used. It was. It was from what I understand from the the person who bought it at auction. It it was a symbolic thing for the family because the the young man, this their son who died in the, in the war and in, in, like, well, eight, well, civil war, it was just everybody just, there was nothing left. So there's a big monument, um, you know, and I won't say the location. I don't want to say the location, but it's a very famous location. Uh, so this was just put on the property as something symbolic because back in the day, 
people would bury their dead on their property, like we were yeah. talking about earlier. So if um, they had a body, but even if they had a marking, they didn't. But they, yeah. the family, they wanted the family to have something symbolic in a place because we need something physical for the but, for the know, ones left behind. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm in possession of of two different ones right now, and it's just. You know, we, we've, we've had them researched and, um, you know, the one, we just can't find anything on it at all. Probably a property that got divided up and headstones knocked down and that's it. So, yeah, it was fun bringing those across the border. <laughs> awesome, legit. Receipt in the whole nine yards. But yeah, so, but yeah. Hamilton so. did the graveyards in Boston. All yeah. of them? Or did you, I only, I did, I did wherever I could. I was only there a few days, but I need to go back. Jessica, hi, Jess. I always worry, is, uh, I know she does. I always worry about something attaching when I go to the cemetery. I shield myself and hope that's enough. You're good at grounding. So, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I know what she means because when, well, she's my niece, but my brother, my, or her dad, and my parents are, in that mausoleum and when you go up the stairs you have to walk by a row a really deep row and then this row and then you're turning in and it's overwhelming and there's saint statues everywhere but it's in the virgin mary but it's overwhelming again almost like a mindset even though nothing mm -hmm. is there mm -hmm. so i understand that and then her being gifted mindset she's right? yeah again. And yeah. she's gifted, so she's picking up maybe not voices, but the pressure of that energy mm -hmm. trying to get to her because sure. she's grounded and shielded. Sure. So I get that. I get that completely. Well, we're at the same, we're in the same building, but right. um, I can sit there and have lunch, <laughs> which is really crazy. Well, I've done it. But, sometimes just go sit and have a little put yeah, your feet I, up for a while. It's quiet. It's <laughs> you want to so, play a place? quiet and it's... i'm moving to a place that my only neighbors is a cemetery oh i can't wait to go there but i'm um... very happy camper over here i'm gonna get quiet dang it one yes. way or another so how do you shield yourself Chris, oh i just want to tackle nephew. this comment first that's up on the screen yeah sorry sorry i just saw my nephew come up that's why um tyler hi tyler i have spirit cat are they protectors or are they harmful we have a house full of spirit cats. I was just going to say <laughs> that know. my it's first night there. It's a free-for-all here. I don't know. I wouldn't say harmful at all. No. no I find not. that if you go back in time in the Egyptians and you find how powerful it's and sacred. strong and protective they were, I believe that's something that, you know, cats there's a reason. to ward off evil spirits. Yeah. So I, I think the whole black cat thing is such, I mean, I actually really love mm. black cats, but yeah. All right. Hello, Christopher. Chris is my nephew. I hope you're doing well. How do you shield yourself? Go ahead. I'm going to send you that grounding because I'm pretty sure I sent it. <laughs> I sent you that grounding again. Um, shielding yourself very much again, you have to go into a mindset. What I do is a technique that Michelle gave me and it's phenomenal because it's easy to follow and you can say it out loud so that you're visualizing this. But you really have to feel it. It's almost like earthing. You can earth and still protect and shield yourself. But it's always about bringing light either through you or around you and out of you and reflecting anything negative off of you. But I will send it to you, Chris, on your cell phone. And it's very easy to follow. Lovely compliment. 
Hi, Terry. Can I say how interesting and informative your shows are? I'm fairly new to watching. I absolutely love it. Oh, thanks for being here. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you. My gosh. Yeah, we appreciate you all. Absolutely. My God. We couldn't have these kind of nights without you. Joanne asks, can you please send me the ground? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. <laughs> I'm like reading it like I don't know her. Um <laughs> Adrian, churches are typically constructed on PowerPoints. This means the graveyards nearby are too. I wonder if there is a recipe for trouble. I think it depends. Yeah, where I, I know in the ancient world there were most certainly were power spots. Um, you know, tend to have portals and things like that. So cemeteries, I mean, I think old cemeteries, yes, depending. Some of them were on private property, their their properties. Yeah. Um, but in the old world, yeah. Also, when cemetery isn't always consecrated ground, a graveyard is. Mm -hmm. So that's the difference between the two. Consecrated meaning protected and blessed continuously, not just once. Mm -hmm. Consecrated ground is continually nurtured and blessed and protected. Those are graves. Uh, Paul Revere, I have pictures <laughs> of me there. No, yes, Granary Burial Ground. Hamilton, I stayed at the hotel across the street. No, nothing negative in that. But the church where Cotton Mother did his preaching was unpleasant. I didn't make it to the church. Yeah, Paul Revere um, is buried at the, oh my gosh, at the Granary Burial Ground. So is Mother Goose. She was the <laughs> first woman to come off of the Mayflower. Mm -hmm. And the captains, they're, they're, they're all buried there. And I stayed at a hotel directly across the street from there. That was the last place I went to was there. And I have tons of photos yes. from there. It's a beautiful cemetery. A couple of spots on Boston Common. Yeah. Not so good atmosphere. No, no. But that's also because you remember that Boston was built on water. They only mm. had a few, um, I'm Canadian, I'm going to say kilometers, and then the rest was dirt brought in and they were built. So there's a lot of battles even before it was ground on the mm. water and water a lot of amplifies dust. amplifies energy as well. It so does, if you have really negative energy in one space, the water will amplify that. And if the water's underneath, and it's like the quartz and limestone, same. Yeah, and Boston Commons got a massive park almost, you know, I wouldn't compare it to uh new york's uh what's it called oh my god World Trade. no 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 they're park. What are you about? central oh park. my yes thank central you park. <laughs> Oof, i'm losing it <laughs> i'm just watching your hands going okay what is yes because i'm frustrated <laughs> because i'm like blah, 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 blah. but again like <laughs> right. michelle said it's surrounded by water there's water mm. everywhere so it it's a little bit and you've got the harbor right there so it's a little bit more I can mm -hmm. understand how he feels sinister. I had a lot going on. And then the hotel that was attached to our hotel, I won't say it out loud on air. It is a, it is a massively popular hotel known for its hauntings. And I can tell you the energy is thick as a knife when you just walk on the sidewalk by the door. So that was leaching into our hotel mm -hmm. room. Oh, yeah. They have, so, they have a yeah. way. Long yeah, that age. was, I was, I was um, waiting for my friend to finish, the, uh, finish getting ready. And I'm just watching TV. This is before we're getting ready to go out for dinner. And I watched her bag 
be lifted like this up off the chair and come across mm -hmm. and then be placed on the floor because the spirit wasn't happy with her purse being. Yeah. And then she comes out of the bathroom and she looks down and I look at her and go, I don't even want to see it because it, 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 there's fear for her, right? And no, for um, sure. it's like, why is my bag on the floor? Mm. <laughs> it happens. It. It, happens it. Right? it was really cool to watch. Mm, it's it like, oh, who's here? Who's <laughs> here? Because you're just sort of, you know, immersed in television and waiting. And then whoop, it's like, wow. Mm -hmm. But that was the first time I was there. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. there was a lot. There was a lot of experiences that first time. Uh, right. Yeah, Tamira. Hi, Tamira. Even Burlington has the ley line, which goes in front of City Hall as they have time slips there. Uh, I know. I used to do we the tour jokes there about for, that. for 15 years. And yeah. it was actually City Hall staff that would update us on all the recent stories. There were times where they would look out their windows in the courtyard and they would see um, people um, from period and period clothing. Oh, and how cool and is that? Oh, yeah. And they would come on a tour every year. Um, with me because of the fact that they, they, they would give us all new information when we did these stories. It was great. Mm -hmm. So yes, ley lines. Absolutely. Um, sorry guys, we have eight different chat rooms here, so it's not like we're ignoring anybody, but we're just bouncing around no. from trying to get, you know, some comments at least from all eight chats. Yeah. And there's YouTube as well. I do a high YouTube as well. Yeah. I don't understand how there be spirit guides and a negative attachment at the same time. And spirits being held hostage at death would kind of indicate that spirit guides are not helpful. Um, it's a good question. And yeah. spirit guides, it's not that they can't be helpful. You just have to, your spirit, the spirit who is stuck has to take the direction. And if they're, if they're fearful, you know, can the spirit guides, are they strong enough to remove them? They were human spirits once as well. I believe they can, but there's many reasons why we're finding these spirits with attachments. I think sometimes, well, think I've mm -hmm. seen sometimes where spirit guides are being held hostage as well, because a yeah. lot of them were human spirits as well. Spirit guides. Yes. I think things happen for different reasons. It's not so much that they're not helpful. I mean, I've seen, people's loved ones come into homes that have entities and just go full on causing them a lot of angst and much like they take, they take chances. I believe ascended spirits don't really have anything to worry about. And a lot of them do come back and they do help and Stronger they do try ever. to reach out. The problem is the living are not listening. They don't listen. Good point. Yeah, there's spirit guides, and in, in I'm just gonna say for me because I communicate with them so much, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't feel like they're there 24 seven. For one thing, I feel like if I call on them, they mm -hmm. come. And for those of us who believe in angels and archangels, um, there's many ways to to cope with that and to ask for assistance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tamara says we have choice and they need to ask for help from spirit guys. Free, free but if choice. they do not ask, they can, yeah. thanks Tamara. I should have read that before I even said it's anything. True. Um, let's, yeah. let's do a quick uh, sponsor station ID. And I'm going to get to some of these questions that I got in an email. So this could be for you, Doug, because holy crud, there's quite a few. 
questions. For who? Uh, I won't say his last name on here. Oh, oh, oh okay, 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 uh, okay. I'm, okay, I'm okay. looking at an email, and uh, the name is the first name is Doug, and I will read out the email because I'm going to send him a link to the show. It's much easier for me to do it this way than to try to answer. Yeah, it's just emails. too many. Yeah. Yes. Okay, you are listening to The Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano coming to you live on 105.3 FM radio from the gorgeous city of New Orleans in the United States. We are also streaming internationally worldwide, so you can catch us anywhere. Tonight's guests are our amazing audience and all of those of you who have sent in emails and questions. We're doing a huge Q&A, and it's been a lot of fun just trying to launch Spooktober spooky month October we'd like to give a shout out and a thank you to the amazing people at Folgers Coffee for fully sponsoring our show from day one thank you for your support and your your continuing sponsorship thank you thank you thank you a huge thank you for our outro and our intro to Dr. Snick the sonic surgeon Justin Snicker award-winning composer and musician you can find his music on Amazon and Bandcamp and follow him on Facebook and Instagram he is launching all this Halloween music right now. So make sure you find him and follow him Absolutely. on social media. Stream or listen to our archives on the platform you normally use. Please remember to subscribe and give us a like too. Help us grow right. so that we can right. cover more and more for you. And yes, Hamilton, get that commercial to us. One that you we can actually use. Slug. Yes. Yes. One that we can actually use. Without getting One that we can use. Trouble. No moose. Yes. Okay. Things uh, in it. Okay, so here's um, an email we got from Doug, and I've saved it because there's a few questions in there. Okay. Have you? It goes. Have you ever been? Sorry, I've got to read this, and it's in an email, so it's not very large. Uh, have you ever been jumped by a ghost or possessed by spirits? I can say no, Amelia. Well, you were there. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> I was definitely walked into a few Amelia times. Amelia can't say no. No, Amelia yeah. can't say no. Possessed? No, not that no. I know of. <laughs> no. Jump um, by a ghost? Yeah, you not have, yet. I have not. Or maybe I should say not yet. <laughs> I I don't. I feel very very um, comfortable and and safe with Michelle, and I think that's part of being uh, being you know so not benign for us, but so safe. Mm. Um, I protect everybody on the team always. Yeah. Always. And it was the first time we were yeah, working together. Time. It was the first time ever. Yeah. And I got stuck on a staircase. I think I talked about this just recently yeah. as well. And Michelle <laughs> came back for me. Um, <laughs> Michelle and Wayne were the only ones that knew I was missing. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, yeah. because it was an yeah. active, it was an active yeah, moment. It was a very active moment. There, but there was a murder at that more house. Than you think. I've had to pull things out of at least two other uh, mediums actually. Yeah. That I've, that have, I have been on site with. So maybe it's just like you know, caught, one, yeah. they're caught in this moment. And I was just walking up the stairs following <laughs> it, but it, it was, it was, I can talk about a little bit cause no, she had yeah. it on television, right? Yeah. It was um, there was a murder in that house and mm -hmm. I was following the victim and what was happening the day that it happened. Yes. So it was, it was reliving in my vision and my way of being able to read. It was, it was happening again. It was like on loop from beginning to end. So we're following this and it came through me because I was literally following her fit steps mm -hmm. a couple of steps before her. And it just went, Phew. but I, I just froze. Like I dropped, I, I feel like mm -hmm. I lost a little bit, a few yeah. minutes there. 
It can um, happen. But it this was is worth one of those things we're talking about, grounded. Yeah. Being properly grounded but, would help to minimize anyway um this sort of a yes, and I an wasn't experience. that I can say I was not properly grounded that day. I was just just a little bit shielded, not not properly. I was so into what was going on, so immersed into it, it was Mm -hmm. uh, it was a ter it was a terrible experience. I really felt for her, but um, when you, um, sorry, there's, no, there's no, questions okay. coming. I will get through to questions and comments once we're done with this email question. I'm not ignoring anybody. Just no. go ahead, Amelia. Yeah, but it didn't. It didn't. It just kind of went through me, and it knocked mm -hmm. the wind out of me, kind of thing. She didn't mm -hmm. stay there, right? You know, it's still, it's still pushed by things. Impactful. I've been when it happens, yeah. it can be pretty frightening. Um, I, I, I've been pushed, scratched, um, followed. A lot of stuff has happened to me. Well, that's the next question. Why do spirits yeah. like to follow us from home to home? That's what I call haunted people. <laughs> you know, haunted people. I'm not laughing. I'm like agreeing. Yeah, it's true. Haunted people yes. are a thing. Sometimes it's not the location. Sometimes it's people. No. It's not necessarily attachments. Sometimes it can be attachments. I, you know, one of the questions that I ask people when they message me is how long has the activity been going on? Where do they feel it began? What were they doing at the time that mm -hmm. they feel, you know, something came into their life? Um, sometimes it's generational. It comes from family members. You know, it just it, it's just a cycle. But, you know, that's there's something about you obviously that again every situation is different if you have a spirit heck you could have moved into an apartment and the spirit's just like you remind me of somebody or hey i like you mm. you know it could be something that's simple it's not always something sinister that's that's what happened to me if i is this okay for me to share it no yeah. that first the first i remember the first case that i worked on the first cold case when i was mm. starting out and being trained you know mentored to taught how to read photos and how to trust the, it's all about trust trusting mm. your, your gut your feeling and what you're seeing and hearing um i remember that first one and i told you about this she looked a lot like me mm -hmm. and she was murdered and she was a nurse and and a family had reached out to a facebook group of of mediums and part of that you know was to give back and to train at the same time and, and of course i jumped on it mm -hmm. but i couldn't I couldn't release her. I needed help mm -hmm. moving her because it almost felt like I possibly was her at a time. But mm -hmm. anyways, that's a, that's a whole other show, but mm -hmm. she was in my life for, for quite a few weeks, actually. Mm -hmm. um, even though her story was told and there wasn't the unfinished business, she was so grateful. And mm -hmm. I got too close. If you could say mm -hmm. that. I got too close. It and happens. Yeah, it I happens. got, I feel like I got attached. And Zachman's comment actually explains well, it really, really well. Yeah, I'll get to all the yeah, comments. That, but that fits, if it's okay, it fits yeah, in okay. with this story. Sorry, okay, thank me... you. Zachman's wrote, uh, never been possessed, but almost felt like I was influenced by supernatural forces at certain times. That definitely fits and describes that situation for me anyways. Okay. It wasn't harmful. Um, next one. What was the most terrifying event or spirit you've ever had to battle? Oh, I don't battle. Oh, that's myself. Michelle. 
Yes. I, I've encountered a lot. I've encountered a lot of really malevolent things because that's what I primarily work in. I don't often go investigate just to do fun things. In fact, I don't really investigate at all anymore. Um, I just don't have the time, but um, malevolent things, haunted forest was fun, but again, like I, I don't really, I don't know. Like I have a healthy respect. I don't really fear things on an average. Not that I don't fear them. I guess it's just, I just don't, I don't show it. I just deal with a different mindset, mindset, mindset. Right. But, um, as far as what was the most terrifying event, I haven't really had terrifying events as scary as some of this stuff is. I think for me, it's always about the people. It's not about myself. So, um, then your own personal, what happened yeah. that you've talked about. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, that's I, probably I, the scariest thing. Yeah. I worry about the people. Um, when I had something happen to my daughter, now that was an entirely different situation. And that was from, um, a case that I had done. And that was really frightening because, you know, I was helping, you know, helping a family. And yeah. in the end, I ended up with, the, you know, you learn. I you, you get a little bit, not that I was, like, I'm not really cocky per se, but I was just, I was overconfident. And I felt as though I really did not have any issue with whatever was there. And when I realized that my daughter actually lost her sight, just woke up. I can't see. Oh, so scary. It was really scary. Yeah. Um, and I, it, it just left me in a place where I had to deal with that. And and we took her to every. Oh my God, we took her to literally every specialist. Um, she's had she had CT scans. She had, oh God, you name it. She had it. You know, every every MRIs, everything. And it took my doctor saying to me what have you done to like lately? What have you worked on lately that you think could have affected you? And I thought to myself, Oh my God, I know exactly what it is. Do you know that within exactly 30 days she could see? Hmm, thank God. That, yeah. That humbled me. Mm -hmm. That humbled me. That was something that I never expected that I never thought would be something I ever had to worry about. So it's not worrying about what's there, things like that. I'm not, oh. I'm not, I'm not fearful of things like that at all, but it made me realize that those around me are not untouchable. I'm not untouchable. That was a very humbling experience. I always say, um, uh, and I saw that episode when, when, uh, you shared that story. I always say that the dark side can often be like the cartel. Um, they don't go after you. They go after the ones you love. Mm -hmm. So when you're out there and you're investigating or you're out there and you're trying to, I don't know, help people with malevolent energy and you don't know how or anything, it's better not to because you're not thinking this is going to affect my family. You're thinking you have to shield yourself, but you're not thinking about who else is being affected by it. And I think that's important. And I'm glad Michelle shares that story often with us because it was mm -hmm. a very horrific time in all of their lives. And mm -hmm. 
it just because she was trying to help someone. It's a I humbling mean, imagine experience. That, you know? And yeah, people don't realize that. I mean, some people do. Not a lot of people realize that a researcher comes into this situation and we take chances. We yeah. take chances all the time. I've had things come to my house because they know I'm going to a location. And my mindset, again, is what keeps a situation from going bad for me or not happening at all. You know, I've had things just like, you know, I, I remember being on my way to a location and this thing was a knocker. It would always knock. And I was just in my ensuite and I, I come out and I, I heard three knocks on my bedside table. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. And I grabbed my purse off the bed and I would say, I'll see you in an hour, mister. Grab my purse. And I bolted out of the house. Or I'll hear something growl at me. I'm like, nobody wants to hear you. <laughs> so that's pretty she much really how does I talk to them that way. I do. Way. I'm do not talk kidding. Like that. I, I that used to laugh. And then I think oh, something's going to smack me for laughing. <laughs> I know, right? Like, but the thing is, is that it's not that you don't, you're not a nerd. I just don't show that I'm a nerd. I handle it very, very differently. And it has, when I say you are more in control than you think, that's just one example of being in control. Yeah, uh, that's Tamara. one of the greatest things I learned from you. Yeah, it has was to be. acknowledgement is power. And you hear mm -hmm. that, but when you're working with Michelle, you really see it. Mm -hmm. And then you you understand that yeah. it's so important to keep your cool and stay calm and not acknowledge mm -hmm. it. I've had a, a demonic growl within six inches from my ear, maybe less in my uh, own room. Love those. And I, I did not those. acknowledge it. And then yeah. Michelle and I worked that night and I said yeah. to her, by the way, this is what happened today. And we mm -hmm. dealt with it then. Why yeah. could I? because I didn't acknowledge it. And eventually, you know, it, you don't have that kind of issue anymore. You're feeding, you it. It's, You're feeding it's, it. It's like the neighborhood cat. That's right. Mindset, <laughs> really, it really is everything. Guys, I practice what I preach. I don't just say it. Uh, Tamara, um, do you think age changes your view on how you react to paranormal events in your life? I pretty much have always um, reacted <laughs> the same way. Honestly, I've always reacted this way. Um, I learned early on because when I was going through things, it's not like I could, there weren't a lot of paranormal teams around. That's that simple. I had to really educate myself on how to do clearings or cleansings. And I learned myself that it really was everything that was going on up here, which is what helped me. And it's, it's something that I have gone on and, taught everybody that I have helped. This is something that I have, I have taught them, you know, mm -hmm. what are you on about? Mm -hmm. oh, because he wrote, yes, yeah. but the knocker came to visit That's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll stop whining. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, uh, no, that's scary. That was a scary night. Yeah, it was, it could be for sure. Well, that's a good <laughs> example of how they can interfere. I mean, they blocked all the messages and the phone calls. So that's a big one. It's true. Yeah, it's yeah. true. And um, unfortunately, like it's like all his messages all came in the next day. Bing, 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 bing. Quiet. Yeah. My phone is on for people 24-7 when I help somebody. And I have a lot of people that will say to you, oh, my God, I texted her at 3 in the morning. She replied. Because I know what it's like people get unnerved and mm -hmm. they just need to know there's somebody there with them 
even if I'm not really there with them. I've had people say to me, oh, I used your name, <laughs> like well, whatever makes you feel better. I don't know yeah. how much can actually help yeah. you, but maybe it helps your mindset, you know? And again, that's, that's what, uh, <laughs> Wayne. Yeah, Wayne. Nope. Age has nothing to do with it. Run away. Same as <laughs> so I know. Oh, okay. I think you're pretty, you're much tougher. I know I feel safe when we've gone, like we've worked together and Wayne's there and I feel very safe. In fact, we were at one house and I'm not going to tell you this story, but um, I'll just say that she did not refuse communion and I was grateful, but <laughs> I just kind of stood because Wayne's very tall and I'm short. And I just kind of stood behind him and like peeked around like a child around their mother's apron. I was just kind of like this because like, it was the first time. And I was like, oh my God. I know. And he's I'm, like, you're okay. Yeah. I know. It's all, <laughs> oh my. It's all good. Oh, I can't laugh anymore. Ardila says, an entity killed off most of my family. I am so sorry. You should email us. And um, we can help you with that attachment if you if you're interested. We just do if this it's stuff still for there, free. Yeah. Still there. If it's still there, we can help you. So please feel free. And and I'll I'll say the email at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, Sorry, my family's making a lot of damn noise tonight. No, <laughs> never been scared at the Angel Inn. I've investigated it many times. In fact, they gave me carte blanche. I have filmed shows there. Um, I've been treated like royalty. When Tell going us what there. it's like. What is the Angel Inn, Michelle? The, well, the Angel Inn is in Niagara on the Lake, and okay. it really is one of the original buildings that the Americans never burned down <laughs> the first time in the 1700s. Um, okay. But um, it was like the old watering hole, a place just to put the horses. And there, there's a legend of Captain Swayze, and there's this whole story with them, even though some of the historians will tell you it really was never a thing. Um, but there's definitely a lot of activity there. Um, never any fear, though. I mean, most of Niagara on the Lake in Ontario, Canada is haunted. They call it the most haunted town in Canada. What about so. that ship that's banked there on the lake coming up that way? Amelia. So I was a meat shield for you, eh? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much, Wayne. But you're more than that now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of, I felt safe is what mm. I was trying to say. I felt yeah. protected and safe. I, I wasn't afraid. Like I, I had anxiety going there because mm -hmm. it was all new to me, mm. you know, but um, I felt, I always feel safe when I'm with you guys though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you have every reason to feel safe. Um, you know what? There's just been, I can tell you one story because I see Tyler still mentioning the Angel Inn. We yeah. filmed a TV show there um, and my daughter filmed with me um, because it was geared more to kids. I, I get asked to do kids things a lot. So this was um, with the owners and, and uh, the managers and, you know, she got to interview everybody, but she's very empathic. She's also very, very gifted. And at one point, <clears throat> there's a story that says in the basement that Captain Swayze hid in these big wooden barrels of beer um, or, you know, they had all kinds of different things in them. Mm -hmm. And he was bayoneted several times in the chest before he was shot because he went back to look for his love. And that's the story. Oh. Now, my daughter at one point we're filming and she looks at me and she's on her knees she doesn't know the story. Mm -hmm. She's on her knees holding onto her chest and she goes, I'm being stabbed 
from here to here. I have sharp oh, pains. Oh my gosh. Really yeah. feeling it. So there's that research in, in me going, what? And then there's a mother in me yeah. going, hey. you know, I have to chase this off and stop yeah. this event, you know, from occurring. Um, so whether the historians agree, disagree, I don't know, but something happened. Again, is it is it something that is a story that's been passed on so people believe it to the point where it's an event that now occurs or are the historians wrong or there's, there's just a lot of, of mixed <laughs> stuff with yeah. that. You know what I mean? So, um, okay, very go ahead. Amelia, this one's yours. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. Tickle in my throat. The new Boston Inn has activity almost every time I visit built with the Kingswood. A murder and a hanging took place. They are great personal experiences. I have to check that out. <laughs> there we I'll go. Put that on my list. <laughs> yeah, Thank there you, we go. Adrian. Yep. So um, before we we close off, um, everybody's got their favorite places um, again to go. And I mean, I don't know if we're gonna have, if we're gonna have the opportunity to do another Q and A before Halloween or not. I hope so. I want to try to see mm -hmm. maybe if we do like a bonus pre-record or do something, um, you know for it because we just we have so many good guests coming on and such i really don't know how that's going to work out but everybody has their own favorite places they want to go and gettysburg is a big one super mm -hmm. haunted battlefields i mean people can go on and on and on you know there's a lot of you know for me my, one of my favorite places and i've been to places all over the world i i just I have to stay in haunted places when I travel. I love to um, visit haunted locations, you know, hence again, the haunted forest. I had great experiences when I was in Braun, great experiences when I was in France, you know, it's just, there's just stuff, Egypt. I mean, I've had phenomenal and I don't just go to investigate. I mean, but I just like being among them. So I, I purposely stay at places like that. But if you're going to, you know, sort of, pick your 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 favorite haunt that we say for the um you know for your experience um this is going to be like the place to go to for halloween please remember guys just ground your energy go in there with a really strong positive mindset because if you're going in and you know being all negative and you know, making demands. This is a real funny one for me. I don't understand. I think if I had some, you know, spirit researcher, ghost researcher say to me, I demand you to do this. I throw something at you and cuff you upside the head. Pretty much. You know, like yeah, if you're much. dealing with human spirits, these are people. They're not yeah. going to be any different in, in their, their own environment. Life. Yeah. Right? In their own home, in their exactly. own environment. Yeah. If you're dealing with something non-human, then you're you're just an idiot. <laughs> oh, that is just that is just that is just that is just being a dumbass. I'm sorry, yeah, that is just. I see people do things. I go in with a healthy respect. I may get a little bit. Nobody wants to talk to you, mm -hmm. but I don't say hi. You know, I don't go no. in there pushing my weight around. I can no. defend my own space if I want to. Yeah. I don't go sitting there and, and saying, I demand you to do this and you're going to do this and blah, 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 blah. Like, especially in somebody else's space. No. When you leave, you're taking two risks. One, it's coming home with you because you've challenged it. <laughs> then 
That should be. Exciting. I haven't challenged it, but it's been home with no, me. No, but I'm yeah. just saying they, yeah. they, they take these challenges. Non-human entities take these challenges pretty seriously. Human yeah. spirits are grounded for a reason to a location or a thing or a person. Yeah. And they're a little bit different and more habitual. You know, but you're also taking a chance that you were leaving this location in a worse state than you left it. And that's not cool. No, that's even not cool if you think either. you're doing good, you could be doing harm. So, yeah, <laughs> Jessica, <laughs> I stay away. LOL, won't be doing any of that. Yeah, no, I can guarantee backup. you. I can guarantee you <laughs> she won't. <laughs> no, really she's annoyed. lived in haunted house, in a haunted house and haunted locations. Oh my um, goodness. It was Jessica who had the airplane flight crash behind her that I had to get the manifest for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had some crazy experience and feels at St. Anne's Spa, me and my mom. Yeah, <laughs> I got the text. <laughs> I got the text when it was happening. I'm I like, know. you're where? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, so anyway. See, sometimes it happens experience. quite innocently. Sometimes you're just like a spirit magnet. It's that simple. You know, sometimes spirits are just attracted to someone's light. Well, she and, was in a haunted spa. Yeah. That's why. And but even going anywhere, you know, you just have... You're just that light that they look to. They think you can help them. Yeah. There was a question as where angels in. I guess she didn't hear it. It's, oh, Niagara. It's Niagara. Lake. Yeah. yeah, Niagara on the lake. And that's where Jessica was. Yeah, there we go. It's a Most very haunted, haunted area. Canada, Jessica, and that's where you are. Yeah, and you stayed there mm -hmm. for the weekend. Um, without knowing, without knowing. Um, mm -hmm. I and and for those of you who love the film The Dead Zone, it was actually filmed in Niagara on the Lake in Canada. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, Steve King, he loves Niagara on the Lake. Just saying, right. you can have a shopping experience and walk through the shops, which are so pretty, and some of them are just so way back in time on the outside, so beautiful. And I can guarantee you that on the sidewalk, you will feel like you're walking through spirits at times. That's mm -hmm. how I felt. And I was, I felt like I was walking through spider webs when right. I was walking on the sidewalk. My daughter was really small. We went there for a picnic right at the top where they film dead zone from and you look out into the lake and that's, mm. that's where we had our picnic. And then we walked and we went to a splash pad and yeah, I brought my kid there, <laughs> but we were safe and a lot of people bring their kids there, but um, yeah. it, it really is very, very lovely there. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It is very haunted. You could see things at any yeah. given time. Um, I know I've filmed lots of locations throughout Niagara on the Lake. Did lots of filming there. Had some amazing experiences. I have to tell you, one of the most impressive experiences I had um, was filming a little a little project, which was a lot of fun. I did it with with a friend at the time, and we were at a ranch, and this mm -hmm. ranch was unbelievably haunted unbelievably haunted i mean not in niagara lake this is just in niagara area and the horses there one specifically really smart horse and anyone tells me animals aren't smart you know this horse yeah. would see things and i remember having a conversation with the horse this is how smart the horse was i'd look at him and i'd say i said do you see something out there because i knew the arena with which they they would run these horses was haunted and this freaking horse puts its one leg down goes down like this and goes twice i'm like 
This is just seriously not at me with this question. Mm -hmm. I started asking random questions to this horse. And then the, it would go like this for no. And it would go like this again for yes. So we did one part of the filming that we did um, was, um, I guess we used, we used uh, the portal. It's like a, like the ghost box sort of an idea. Yeah. The horse, things were coming through. The horse was behind in the stall and it's freaking out. Like, oh, I'm just going thing. like, it was terrible. Oh, yeah. yeah. I eventually went in and cleared that. Like, Come on, I they mean, feel storms upon, coming, imagine. Almost upon completion of film, literally within, within yeah. a few days. When, when, um, it's called the exorcism of Emily Rose, but Annelise uh, Michelle was um, going through the worst of her her possession. They actually the horses went nuts in the stable and left the farm Seriously. that night. And that yeah. was when they were trying when they lost her. They were trying to um, mm -hmm. to exercise the demons, which were many. Yes, from her, and they she ran to the barn, and and they just freaked out and they went nuts. That is a true part of the story. I know that a lot of people say, well, that story is fabricated for for Hollywood, but there is a lot of factual evidence in that story mm -hmm. because that story is not just about her possession. Emily mm -hmm. Rose is is based on the court case and what the priests and the team, the people that were trying to help her went through yeah. um, for the way that ended up. So it's mm -hmm. not it's not so focused on the horror as it is the the court drama. Right. And, and the real life facts that happen because to, and you have to remember that that story came from the, um, the attorney that was defending the family mm -hmm. who shared it with a right. friend who was an author. So right. those that's fact. Right. Um, we have time for one more question. Here it is. Okay. Adrian asks when spirits ask for help via EVP or Ouija, the rule is don't oblige probably a trickster. Do you agree? Uh, boy, that's a tough call because it's not always a trickster with when Ouija boards. I remember somebody really gifted saying to me one time, anything that comes through a board is usually something that needs help. And if it needs help, maybe it shouldn't be communicating with you. And I took that really seriously, but again, you have to use judgment because spirits will sometimes try anything to get help evps again i've had a lot of amazing human interaction human spirit interaction with evps the problem is anytime you use whether like i said it's a phone app a voice recorder a ouija board a pendulum uh you know a spirit board there's just all kinds of communication devices ghost boxes mm -hmm. you know you are in a way making an invitation because you're asking to communicate. And if you do not know for sure what you are communicating with, you are potentially inviting something you would not normally want to invite into your home. And that's a chance that, that a lot of people take. Absolutely. Every time that you make that. Yeah. Good night, Lisa. Um that request happy birthday yeah. and enjoy the rest of your night lisa thank you for joining us on your birthday yes yes so guys this is it thank, uh, 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys. Oh, are thank so, you, so, Bella. So, darling. Love you. You're <laughs> sleeping. You can text me if you can't sleep. Oh, Zach, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, Zach. It was yes. it was thank legion. It was legion for that that uh, statement right. for Yes. Yeah, that was now I want to watch the movie. Everybody wants to go to sleep. Thank you, Samantha. Everybody wants to go to sleep. And I want to watch Emily Rose. Okay. <laughs> you know it's October. You do. Tis the spirit. Um so we'll we'll blur Pendulum's that out the same we go through the whole spiel. Yeah. We've got the Syracuses, Phil and Julia Syracuse coming on. Tomorrow evening, and they are hosts here on the network as well. Uh, they have a show on Monday nights called The Horsefly Chronicles. Uh, they lived in a really severely haunted house, and they're going to talk about that. So, um, definitely chime in for that. It's yeah. going to be super interesting. Great family. But for now, of course, we are at the end of another fantastic segment. God, you guys just make this so much Ooh. more fun. Yeah, I love it when the chat rooms light up. It's all it's always great. Um, so get home to the um who's that sound like? Okay, mm. Joy. Yeah. But anyway, um <laughs> yoga breathing, right. yoga breathing. Right here. Uh so thank you all for tuning in. Big thank you to Folgers Coffee, who sponsors the show. Big thank you to Justin Snicker. Uh, AKA Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, please remember subscribe, like follow wherever you are watching the show, please show us some support. We really appreciate it. We need it. And we, as you can see, we, we do bring you the absolute best that we can now for anyone who needs to get a hold of us, please not messenger, please not, not social media. I, I, I can't, we can't, it's just crazy. The Outer Realm Contact at gmail.com. The Outer Realm Contact at gmail.com. Nice and easy. Please just email. And it's going to be a lot easier for us at that point to, to get back to you. As you can see, we do read them. We do get behind. But it would be a whole lot worse <laughs> if it was on social media. So once again, thank you, guys. We will see you tomorrow night in chat. You guys make it that much better. So thank you. Good night. We love you. Take care of yourselves. Until tomorrow.